0: Heard the rest. Now here's the best. Stay tuned sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here. On a very snowy, wintry weather here in Northeast Pennsylvania. Yes, we're getting slammed right now with the 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 snowstorm. Uh, started a few hours ago. Gonna do some recording here with you guys, talk some football with you, and then head outside and snowblow my sidewalks. But, um, a lot of, uh, lot to talk about with, uh, especially with football this past weekend. Um, Jalen Hurts starting with the Eagles, finally breaking our, what, three, four game losing streak we had going on there. Um. Thought he did okay, Um, wasn't the greatest, wasn't you know Joe Montana esque, but he wasn't Tim Couch, you know. So, but before we get all into the the topics and the subjects, head over to StayTunedSports dot net so you can follow all our social media uh, accounts, which is on the right hand side there, and. The drop-down menu has our merchandise um, tab and how you can contact us if you want to be on the show or something like that. Um, But you definitely want to head over there to click on our Twitter account if you're not following us already. So that way, this weekend's Notre Dame-Clemson game, you could enter yourself to win a Stay Tuned Sports t-shirt. Now, how we're setting up this giveaway... You, uh, I'm going to start a game day thread Saturday um, Kickoff is at 4 So I'll do a few hours before then And To enter all you have to do is Guess the total Combined points For both teams And also who do you think is going to win And that will be the tiebreaker Tiebreaker will be the, who you think Is going to win um, And if there's a tie with points end the picked winner for the game I will put everybody's name in a hat that picked those uh, two you know, topics or whatever you want to call it I'll videotape me pulling the name out and then I'll get in touch with you guys um, on Twitter via message also we are going to do just like the last uh, Clemson Notre Dame game we're going to be back on Podbean Live me and hopefully King will be doing a live reaction to the game, plus talking other sports as the game's going on to kind of give that bar feel interaction with, you know, you guys um, see how you feel about the game and how it's going and everything. Hopefully it's a a good game, you know, um, don't want to jinx us too much. I, I don't want to say I think we're going to lose. I don't want to say I think we're going to win. I think I don't think it's going to be as good of game as it was the last time. I mean, that was by far the the best college football game this year. I think, uh, honestly, in my opinion, and not just because I'm a Notre Dame fan, but double overtime victory for Notre Dame. Um, a lot of momentum changes between teams throughout that game. But this time around, Trevor Lawrence, as of right now, of this recording, as of this recording, is healthy. It's supposed to start. Unlike the last game, he tested positive for COVID. It was on the COVID list. I just think, you know, honestly, I think Notre Dame, as far as Notre Dame goes, offensively, stick with the same game plan. You know, get that running game going. Ian Book's been very hot all season long. But we have to have to get going right from the get-start. You know, uh, the past couple games, we've been slow going until the second half and was able to start generating some offensive points. Can't do that against Clemson. Can't do that against these top schools that are normally in the, the college playoff talks. If you want to be a champion, um, national title champion, you have to start fast. And you have to finish fast. Can't just play fast the first two quarters and take it off to third or fourth. This right here is our season. <clears throat> we lose this. I cannot see the playoff committee putting us in the playoffs. Ohio State is playing Northwestern. I hope Northwestern knocks them off just because how that whole ordeal went down. Um, The Big Ten has a Win requirement or game requirement to be able to be eligible for the Big Ten championship. Ohio State, being that Michigan did not play Ohio State, Ohio State did not hit the requirement, which means Indiana should have been playing for the championship game. But the committee, the Big Ten committee, got together and said, Well, you know, basically it's different times right now because of the pandemic so we gotta kind of bend the rules. Now, all that was said was Ohio State makes the money for us. They have the best chance to win a national title for us. Let's stick them in there. So fortunately Indiana got screwed over. Hopefully Northwestern wins. Your figure in Alabama is going to be there. If Ohio State wins they're going to have to be in there. And then whoever wins this game is going to be the third team. I cannot see, even if Clemson loses, cannot see them being in the playoffs. So I think whoever wins this is in. Whoever loses it is out. That's going to be my prediction as far as this game goes. Um, But make sure you guys tune in. Podbean Live. You got to download the Podbean app. Search for us, and we'll be live. And like I said, you know, we take callers. You can join in. Like last time, we had Jeff um, join us for pretty much the whole game there, and pretty cool dude. Jalen Hurts had his first career NFL start this past weekend with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I mean, the team did look. More motivated. Played a lot better. Didn't give up any sacks. But there was a lot of pressure still. There was still a lot of breakdowns It seemed. Uh, with, with the offensive line. The um, pocket collapsing. But the one thing I n- noticed with Hurts compared to Wentz. Is when that pocket did start collapsing. Hurts took off. And took off north. Not, you know, drops back five more yards, runs around, try to buy time. He just took off and got some yards. His passing stat line was okay. Um, I think 56% pass percentage. Only 170 yards passing. But also had 14 rushes. Now, I would say, honestly, maybe... Half of those were him scrambling and not quarterback-designed runs. But he also had 100 yards rushing. My issue with this game plan was these are all type of plays that you should have been calling for Carson Wentz. A lot of rollouts for Hurts to get outside and and there's nothing in there take off. We all know Wentz is more accurate outside the pocket than inside the pocket. Ran the ball a lot more. Was able to get Miles Sanders going, which relieves some of the pressure. Lost short passes. He only went downfield maybe three, four times. Whereas if it's Wentz, you know, you're passing 40 times a game. I think Hurts only passed maybe... 25, 30. I think he passed 30. I think because I've always said if you pass over, if you have more than 30 pass attempts, it's tough to win in this league. Unless you're Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. But when you're you know, a young quarterback, it's tough. The one player I want to call out, and I think I'm, I'm surprised they haven't brought any competition in for him, is Jake Elliott. Dude, what is going on with you? 22-yard field goal, a chip shot. That is basically a extra point, and you miss it wide left. This is not the first one this year. This is like third, fourth, fifth. What happened? And I saw someone put out on Twitter. Once a kicker loses his confidence, he's done in the league. Look at Cody Parkey, who was with Philly. Same situation. He was, you know... Very good kicker for us for some time and then start missing them and lost his confidence and now he's been bouncing around between teams. Had a double doink against us for Christ's sake. And Philly didn't bring any kickers in to try out. Mathematically we're still in the, the hunt for the playoff. What happens if you make it the playoffs? Are you do you have enough confidence? In Elliott for a game-winning 22-yard field goal when you only need two points, I'm not. I'd be closing my eyes, you know, and wait for Merle Reese to give the the call of the game. But the one thing I do want to talk about with it, this uh, this win, didn't really feel like a win though. And it's not because of an ugly win or, you know, things of like that nature. But us Eagles fans. Okay, you know, I I know I've been against drafting Hurts in the second round. Yes, I am a, a Wentz fan. But overall, I'm an Eagles fan. And all I see on Facebook and Twitter is... Eagles fans that are purely Hurts fans bashing people that support Carson Wentz. Oh, you're not true an Eagles fan. Why? Because he doesn't like, what you know, certain people don't like the player you like? And then, you know, you try to throw out stats that aren't accurate. Well, it's the same team. Same offensive line. No, it's not. This past week's offensive line was the thirteenth lineup change, offensive lineup change, in I think like twelve games or something, and now we lost Jack Driscoll, so it's going to be fourteen lineups now. Now, was Hertz? You you look at the the, the, the stat line, like I said, 179 yard passing think his QBR was like 80 85 which is about average an average quarterback wasn't that much better than Wentz I think the only difference was that made it feel like Hertz was a lot better than Wentz was that when plays broke down he took off seemed quicker and it's possible because again Carson tore that knee up a couple years ago and you know obviously you can lose some speed offensively played a lot better and I, I actually had my dad text me asking why does this seem like the team is playing a lot better for Hurts well here's my thing <clears throat> when a team is willing to bench a 128 million dollar player I'm not even going to say quarterback but player I think that opens up some players eyes and says you know what they're willing to do that they're willing to bench a veteran's minimum player. Not saying that's why Josh Schwett had a very good game. I mean, he's been good all year. But I think that opens up some, some players' eyes and makes them more motivated to play a little harder and, and get that extra yard or extra tackle. As far as like I said, you know, I, I thought he played well. Didn't play great because let's face the facts he had that nearly costly fumble at the end of the game that could have got the other team back into it. The Saints back into it. Let me use that that play for example too, to show you how this divide amongst Eagles fans is going right now. <clears throat> If Carson Wentz would have been in the same situation and fumbled that ball. Some fans would have been like, oh, well, you know, trade him away. He stinks. He, he leads the league in fumbles. Yes, I know. I understand all that. But Hurts fumbles. Oh, that was a textbook punch out. You know, nothing he could do there. Yeah. Hold on to the ball a little, a little tougher. A little tighter. Hold it closer to your body, and that you know gets all these Eagles fans bashing one another. You look at the Steelers as much as I've been bashing their fans. Lost this past weekend; it's two games in a row they lost. To the, well, the, they lost to the Buffalo Bills this past week. You don't see their fans pointing fingers at each other. Oh well, you know if Juju didn't dance on the, the logo, you know. We were all one. Other other you know, steel fans, you know. Oh well, if Big Ben didn't throw an interception, you don't hear any of that. You hear their fans pissed. What's going on with the team? Us Eagles fans need to get over the fact that Hertz is our starting quarterback, most likely for the rest of the year. Peterson hasn't. Um, committed to that part of it. He said it's basically going to be a week-to-week type deal. But we need to accept the fact Carson ain't going nowhere. That contract has him stuck to the Eagles at least for the next two years. After 2021, there's no more dead money. We could cut him free with no, no implications. But we got the Cardinals this week. I'll be curious to see how Hertz does. If I were to grade him on his game against the Saints, uh, I'd give him a, a B, maybe a B plus. Probably dropped him to a B because of the fumble. Like I said, that, that was a nearly costly play that got the Saints back into the, the game. So one thing I want to talk about is Devontae Adams. A couple weeks ago, I believe he tweeted out that he thinks he's the number one receiver in the NFL. And it got me thinking, like, to to look into it and and see. Because it seems like every week, his name is being brought up in in scoring breaks or, you know, game breaks. At least twice a a game. So I I started doing some digging and background check on him. With the stats and stuff like that. And, you know, when you think of number one receivers in the NFL, you think of Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins. But honestly, I think Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL right now. You know, you you look at Julio Jones and um, DeAndre Hopkins. Just a little background on him. He has three Pro Bowls already. Okay? He has two 1,000-yard seasons with three more that he was like 850, 900 yards. So he was nearly five 1,000-yard seasons. He's been number one or two in touchdowns four of the past five years. When you look at Julio Jones, his receiving yards... You know, he's third or fourth. Devontae Adams, in those years when Julio was third or fourth, was one or two. DeAndre Hopkins, okay, receptions is tough to beat Hopkins with. But he actually has more receptions than DeAndre Hopkins. So how can you not say he's not the number one guy? Wide receiver in the NFL, and what's even more surprising, like, you know, you, you hear the MVP battle is coming down to Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Devonte Adams has what was it, eight straight games so far with the touchdown, receiving touchdown. Patrick Mahomes, you got to look at the offense he he has, the players around. Tyreek Hill, he's got what two or three. You know, very, very good skill players. Aaron Rodgers, I think really MVP race should come down to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. What other receivers does Aaron Rodgers have? And to take that a step further, the fact that they don't really have any other options other than Devontae Adams means he's probably facing more double teams or Even triple teams. And he's still putting out numbers. He's definitely my vote for Offensive Player of the Year. I cannot believe he is not in the MVP talk. So before we go, let's do our weekly blue picks. has all day. Looking deep for Hollywood. Brown again. He's got it. Brown off to the races and he stays on his feet. Touchdown! And here is your Blue Picks of the Week. Brought to you by Skunk Duck Studios. The best ducking designs on the web. That's right. It's time for our weekly Blue Picks which is our Blowout, Locks, and Upset Picks. Last week, I was way off (laughs) let's let's be honest here um i had eagles getting blown out by the saints they pull up the upset i had the dolphins upsetting the or i had the chiefs blowing out the um the dolphins and dolphins almost upset them which was quite surprising I, i still think they're gonna be my dark horse next year with Tua as quarterback and team another year underneath their belt, should only make them that much better. So, kicking off this week's blue picks, my blowout pick this week, since I was talking about Devontae Adams, going with Green Bay over the Panthers, Green Bay is favored by eight and a half. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams playing like MVP candidates. Really, the only weapon the Panthers have is Christian McCaffrey, and he is doubtful for this game. So this could be over very soon, especially if Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams click right off the bat. You may see Adams get two or three touchdowns this game, well over 100 yards receiving. My lock pick this week is the Titans over the Lions. Titans favored by ten and a half. Lions giving up 130 yards rushing. I mean, this screams fantasy start Derrick Henry at running back. You see what he does against top tier defenses, and now it seems like you know Tennessee's kind of getting back into the the swing of things of winning. Especially with the past four weeks, putting up thirty plus points a game, much like the my prediction last week with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Just don't think the Lions have the firepower to keep up with them. Uh, I think the Lions are averaging only like twenty points a game. Tennessee's averaging thirty plus. Tannehill is playing very well, but again, I think this is going to be a Derrick Henry type game. Could be definitely over, you know, over the ten and a half point spread. You know, I could see Tennessee winning by. Then for my upset, going with the Giants over the Browns. Giants are five point underdogs. I know Daniel Jones might be not starting this week because of an injury, but the defense is just playing really good as of late. Now, granted, the Browns have been putting up some points. But I, I kind of think if, if the Giants defense could clamp down that offense and keep this game close that's the key. If they could keep it close I think the Giants could pull it out. Colt McCoy is not no you know, like I always keep saying Joe Montana, Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers but he's a game manager He's he's doesn't give up many turnovers or forced turnovers I should say like if it's triple coverage, he doesn't try to force the ball in there he takes off and lives to fight another day if if the Giants could keep this game close, I really think they could pull the upset here and defeat the Browns so I think that's going to be it for this week I got to head outside now, go play in the snow come back in, go watch Christmas Chronicles 2 with my family, been putting it off for a couple weeks now head over to staytunedsports.net. Make sure you click the Twitter um, social media account because, again, Saturday, the Notre Dame game. I'll start a game day thread, put the combined total points for the game and who you think is going to win to enter a chance at winning a Stay Tuned Sports t-shirt of your choice. So till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.